This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cheeseheads. Cheese Get on your feet. It's Curd and Long. Hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's Sparky Pfeiffer, 1250 AM, The Fan in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He is Ryan Horvath of BetMGM Tonight. Uh, and, of course, tailgate to kick off Saturday mornings, 8 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Eastern, wherever it is in your time zone, on a BetQL radio station near you. We have BetQL uh, on Saturdays and Sundays on 1250 a.m. The Fan of Milwaukee, so you can catch Ryan Horvath there, 8 a.m. on Saturday mornings. College football, even if you're not a gambler, it's still great information, very entertaining. It has a lot of good guests, usually week to week, uh, too. So check him out. Follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. Follow me at Sparky Radio. 1250amthefan.com. Also, a reminder, we do have the toy drive for Children's Wisconsin and Robin's Nest coming up uh, November 27th through December 1st at Blaine's Farm and Fleet in Oak Creek. So uh, if you're out and you are uh, got a little extra cash, you might buy a new toy uh, for the fine folks at Children's Hospital uh, or at Robin's Nest, feel free to do so. You can drop those off starting the week of November 27th. I'll be out there each day from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, collecting toys. And this year, unlike last year, we couldn't collect cash last year on site, like actual dollar bills. This year, we are going to be able to collect cash on site and checks on site and all that fun stuff. So getting back to the way it used to be and uh, looking forward to seeing everybody. Uh, okay, Ryan Horvath, uh, Broncos, Packers, uh, the second game on Sunday, 325 Central start, I guess it would be. Uh, confident, concerned, and curious going into this one. Uh, what are you confident in for the Packers going into this game against the Broncos. With the Broncos' bad defense, hopefully you're confident in something concerning our offense, hopefully. Yeah, I'm going to be somewhat positive, I think, this episode. And if it okay, looks like I'm really good. sweaty, it's because I am. And I thought it was just because I almost forgot about my physical therapy session, and I called and I was like, listen to this really quick. Let me gripe about two things, okay? So before we get into this, because um, you're, you're who I complain about things to nowadays, because I don't I'm here, do. buddy. Better than your wife. So here we I go. I don't get to see my own wife, so I got to complain to you. <laughs> I wake up in the morning, she leaves. I get home, she's asleep. We don't see each yep. other ever, literally. Great marriage. Uh, so, uh, well, first off, last night, Uber Eats. All right, I'm on a, I try to eat healthy, but last night I get home really late. I had to finish up some stuff and uh, do some commercials. And I get home and I'm like, I want a pizza. So I order a pizza from Pizza Hut. I order a large, right? It's probably the last time I had a Pizza Hut pizza. It's been a long time. I order a large, Spark. Look what I get. 
Free advertising. Sorry. That's an individual size. That's not a large. That won't feed Nathan. That won't feed Nathan, let alone me when I'm starving. I hadn't ate anything all day, man, because I do the fast. Right. So they tell me now because um, my wife had an issue similar and got a refund a couple weeks ago that this is not eligible for a refund. Why? I was just right before we got on the air. I was a little rattled because I called customer service and she told me the same thing. I got a little angry and uh, it became like a shouting match. And I, I guess they, I don't know if they think I'm like trying to rip them off. So, I mean, I, I sent the picture though. Like I sent this picture. This is not a large. No, so I'm it's hungry. Not large. Yes. No, right? I, uh, I had something similar happen about a month or so ago. And the 16 year old was mad at me for what I did. I said, I'm raising you to be honest. And this is how this is going to work. So we had a, large bag of food dropped on our porch. And it was a Sunday afternoon, late Sunday afternoon, early Sunday evening. I'm like, what is this? And it was an Uber driver dropped off a order of Panda Express. And it was like five or six bowls of food. And it was a huge order. So I was like, what the heck? I'm like, we didn't order this. So I go next door, knock on the door. Nope, they didn't order it. So now I look at the receipt. I, being the good person I am, saw the person's number on the receipt, called that person. They answered. I was like, hey, did you order this? They're like, yeah. And I was like, well, it's on my porch. I'm like, where are you exactly? He told me the, the Uber Eats driver wasn't even remotely close to where this dude lived compared to where I live. He was like another eight or nine minutes away. So he's like, oh, man, thanks you so much. I'll come pick it up. I was like, sounds good. So he drove over, picked it up off the front, my front porch and brought it back to his house. Yep. It's like now I'm hungry and I want to order. I'm busy today. I want to order a sandwich, but they're not getting any more money because what if they screw it up again Correct. and then I don't get any money? Well, DoorDash. So then I wanted to uh, change my, my physical therapy for my hip until next week. And because I called them like two hours before the session, they said it would be a hundred dollar charge for the day. Nope. So. On a day where I'm sore and just squatted like 500 pounds yesterday, I had to go and do physical therapy, and I didn't want. Why to are you squatting so much weight? I, it wasn't really 500 pounds. I wish I'm not Jalen Hurts. I was kidding. Dude, but... you can't do that physically. That's why you're in physical therapy. And then I'm gonna be like your wife, and I'm gonna yell at you for being dumb. Don't do that. I finally turned my computer on, and I get a text that I didn't realize from earlier because I have um, a lot of people at work on mute just until a little bit later on in the day. And one of my, one of somebody I work with, not to name any names, took my charger home by accident. So I had happens. No, but now, but now, um, so anyway, we got to speed it up. I'm confident that Jordan loves going to play better against this Denver Bronco defense, because frankly, you can't play any worse. Matt LaFleur's had extra time to prepare for this game plan, right? Aaron Jones is healthy. So he should be involved in the offense. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like you should be, this should be the healthiest on the offensive side of the ball. You've been all season, right? Well, Jenkins, the last we saw him wasn't very good. Allowed not practicing. Practice. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, he, he's not practicing right now. Jenkins right. is not practicing for whatever right. reason. I mean, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, all the skill position guys, Jordan love, uh, most of the defense. This is probably the healthiest you've been other than the Jair Alexander, not practicing as well. Yeah, I mean, well, that is what it is. I would expect he plays in this game, no? Uh, this was from Rob Domofsky eight minutes ago. Alexander, with his back issue, did not have a helmet and did not go outside after stretch. 
Elton Jenkins with his knee issue was riding the bike when the team went outside. He came out late yesterday, but today we only see him stretching. Devondre Campbell, who has been a DNP, had a helmet and went outside. So that's good. Well, so Maybe they get Campbell back. They're not, they're not going to be healthy this season, but the offense should look much better against yes. this defense with extra time to prepare. Jordan Love can't throw three interceptions in this game or I'll break my TV. That's what I'm counting on. Um, yeah, I agree with you on the three interceptions. You don't want to see him throw three picks on a week-to-week basis. That would not be good. I- I'm going to say I'm confident that Luke Musgrave tops 100 yards receiving this week against the Denver Broncos. 100 yards receiving this week against the Denver Broncos. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Sparky, what are you, nuts? You're just kind of randomly just throwing random crap against the wall. And if you're right, you're, you know, you're brilliant. And if not, nobody's going to remember. Peter Bukowski on Twitter earlier today. All the Broncos defensive numbers are terrible, but one more for you. Denver gives up the most yards per game to tight ends this season. Only two teams give up 70 yards or more to tight ends, and the Broncos are one of them. So I'm going to say Musgrave has a week. And the other hint on that is there was a whole feature story. Well, I don't know if it's a feature story, but uh, LaFleur went on and on about Musgrave this week in a presser. So I think this is the week Musgrave has his breakout and shows everybody about what they're going to have to deal with. Because you know what? I'll be honest. I'm kind of sickened by this whole, all this Laporta love in, in Detroit, right? I mean, I get it. He's a stud. But I think Musgrave can be just as good as Laporta. And I want Musgrave to kind of get some of that shine and kind of get on a run here. And it just hasn't happened yet. So I'm hoping Musgrave can get on a run uh, and, and get some shine and some love from around the league. All right concern probably not a lot to be concerned about Packers win like 40 right oh I'm joking uh what what do you <laughs> he's shaking his head what are you concerned about going into this game right yeah I'm a sports better so the fact that this is a pick that's concerning I'm concerned that the Packers lose to a bad Broncos team who's already quit like we're not even at week eight and this team's already quit all those guys want out right like Jerry Judy wants out he's a cancer in yep. that locker room can't believe I'm using that now. I hate that word. Uh, defensive side of the ball, all those guys want out right now. Tell you this, like I don't want Jerry Judy, but I would take a couple guys. I think we talked about this on the last pod. I would take a couple of those guys on the defensive side of the ball. But yeah, I'm concerned that they lose this game because, like I said, man, I had a couple games circled that I thought, okay, these are the winnable games that this team could get to nine to ten wins and sneak into the playoffs or win the NFC North even. And the games were last week against a bad Raiders team that is bad. And then this week uh, against the Broncos, I didn't, I wasn't high on the Broncos coming into the season. A lot of people were, I, I think the goal for Sean Payton is to suck and try to get yourself Caleb Williams or Drake may, but anyway, so that's my concern. Should be. They, lose this, they lose this game to a bad Broncos team. Cause these are the teams you got to beat, man. I am concerned about the Packers run defense against Jaleel McLaughlin uh, going into this game. He's who the running starting running back should be not Javante Williams. Uh, Jaleel McLaughlin is the guy and going into this game. I don't want him to have a career game against the Packers. He's a rookie, right? New onto the scene, but he has shown flashes in preseason. He has shown flashes in the regular season of being really good. Um, So I'm a little bit concerned about stopping the run. I think what's going to happen is they're going to come in and go, okay, we got to take care of Mims jr. The rookie out of Oklahoma. That's the first priority. Got to stop him. He's their best receiver. Uh, and then obviously you got to be minutely re- concerned about Judy, but he hasn't done much of anything all year to be honest with you. But, but so Judy, but for me, don't take the eye off the ball. 
you've struggled against run with the run defense all year just because they don't have, you know, uh, somebody that's great, like Saquon Barkley or somebody like that back there or Christian McCaffrey. Let's not take our eye off the ball and make sure we focus on stopping that run and make Russell Wilson beat you. Russell Wilson looked awful against Kansas City. A couple interceptions. He didn't look good at all. Now, again, Kansas City's defense, way better this year than I think maybe people expected coming in, playing really, really well. So I give credit to Kansas City's defense, but he didn't play well. Uh, So this is not the Russell Wilson of five years ago. This is a Russell Wilson that this Packers team should be able to beat at the end of the day, but I'm concerned about the ground game uh, at the end of the day. All right. What are you curious about concerning this Packers team coming off of a bye week playing the Denver Broncos? Yeah, I'm curious how they use Aaron Jones and what the offense looks like, right? Like with the healthy Aaron Jones, because the biggest takeaway from LaFleur's comments the last couple of weeks, you know, last week they planned for Aaron Jones to be out there. And uh, anytime that happens, you know, last year it was Christian Watson would get dinged early in the game. And then the entire offense would look like crap the rest of the game and LaFleur would blame it on the game plan. So I want to see now, again, I mean, I'm worried about the offensive line. So I'm curious to see how I'm curious to see who plays in this game and what that looks like, but I'm also curious to see what the play calling looks like because I went back uh, a couple days ago and I watched games one and two. I watched the Chicago game and everything, man, like they were running to set up the pass. They were passing to set up the run. You know, like I get that they're still using motion. You know, you sent me that text the other day and they're still using it at a top 10 rate, but they're not really doing anything with it. I want to see Jaden Reed use more as like a gadget guy, get him the ball, get your playmakers, the ball in space. I'm also curious what they're going to do with Christian Watson because I just traded Puka because I really needed a running back in fantasy. And, and I have Puka. Yeah, I know I do, but I, I have Christian Watson on the bench and I'm like, eventually he's got to take off. Right. And so I'm curious to see if this is the week you could get him some targets down the field. Curious to see if him and Jordan love could connect on a deep ball because Jordan love is really struggling on those throws 15 or more yards down the field. So that's what I'm curious. Can he clean some of that stuff up? I, this isn't because you haven't been fantasy because I want you to do well in fantasy because you're my guy. Um, but I don't want him throwing him the ball 10 times in this game. I don't. And I, I said it earlier in the week on Curtin Long. I'm going to say it again. Watson was his Devontae Adams in that last game. That cannot be a thing. Like we have to stop. We can't ignore Dobbs and ignore Reed because Watson's back and you're trying to throw a ball 40 yards every time down the field to Christian Watson. That just has to stop. You know, and the other thing I'd like to see, to be honest with you, Ryan, I'd love to see Christian Watson on a shallow five-yard crosser where he hits him in stride, lets Watson run. Because to me, it feels like a majority of what Watson is running is everything is just deep. He's like the Elvin Harper, the old Dallas Cowboy wide receiver for the Packers. And then Dobbs and Reed are kind of doing everything else. The jet sweep, I'd love to see the jet sweep involved here with Reed on the jet sweep or something like that. Right. Yeah. I do some stuff like that. The naked bootleg, they don't do a ton of that either. They're not doing a ton of um, the wide receiver screens. They do it here and there, but not all that great. Uh, and, and with LaFleur, you got to be able to block as a wide receiver. Dobbs and Watson know that. So throw wide receivers screen to, to read with in a bunch formation on the left side. And let's see what happens. Some, something like that. And you're right. And I'm glad you said that this offense that we saw last week, the last time they played against Raiders, does not look anything like the offense that they ran against the Bears in week one, right? Doesn't no. look anything like it. And that's, no. on the, that's on the floor. That's on personnel. That's on whatever, but they've got to get back to doing it. My curious, because I got sidetracked. My curious is I want to see how they handle the altitude being in Denver. 
right? Because these guys haven't been up there. I mean, the rookies haven't. Um, and the second year guys, they weren't in Denver last year. So some of these guys, this is going to be the first time kind of playing up an altitude a little bit. And that's not going to be an excuse that they lose the game. Let's clarify. If they lose, I will not be at Curtin Long going, well, it was the altitude. The young guys couldn't handle it. No, I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm just, because again, breathing becomes a little bit different when you're running the, the way they are. It's a lot tougher probably for a basketball player or a hockey player, for sure. Because that's yeah. constant action where there's more breaks to breathe and, and, and so forth. But just something else uh, to keep an eye on uh, in that one. So that's confident, concerned, and curious. All right, let's move on. Stats of the week. We were going to do this on the last episode, and and Ryan referenced it, and we never we never got to it. So we've been talking about eye candy and motion and all of that stuff uh, nonstop. So they came out. Uh, Seth Walder is the guy that has his motion report, and it says. Through week eight, this is sorted by rate of motion at the snap. The second column is all motion at snap and motion and set, and it's all collected by ESPN Stats Info. Number one are the Dolphins. No surprise, right? Mike McDaniel with a lot of motion. Number two, the Rams with Sean McVay. No surprise. Number three, Shanahan and the Niners. No surprise. These guys are all the same tree, right? These are all the same dudes that all believe in the same type of stuff. Number four, your guy, Ben Johnson. Uh, and yeah. the Lions running a lot of motion. And then there are the Packers at five. I mean, that's a lot more than I think anybody thought uh, where the Packers would be at this point. Then you go past that. Then it's the Chargers, the Seahawks, the Falcons. But the interesting thing here is when you talk about the Denver Broncos, they're 19th, 19th, significantly behind the Green Bay Packers, which means that should be good for our defense, right? There's not going to be a lot of guys running around and confusing our defense and miscommunications and guys covering the wrong guys and so forth. You would think this should help the Packers defense a little bit going into this week. Maybe I'm getting my hopes up, Ryan. No, you. I mean, like, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, this doesn't really look like your typical Sean Payton offense, right? Um, they've really struggled. I will say this, though. The offense for Denver, coaching them. It's the same offensive coordinator he had with the New Orleans Saints. I'll say the one thing, though. Yeah, and I'm not a fan of him, as you know. Right. Uh, I actually hate him. So I, uh, I, that's what I'm saying. Like they got to get right. The defense has to show, even if Jair can't go in this game, this Broncos team, I, I mean, the offense offensively, they've been a little bit better than they were last season. Like Sean Payton, the, Russell Wilson, I wanted to say like, okay, it's not all on Russ, but then he had that stinker against the Kansas city chiefs and everybody saw it, especially in the red zone. Yep. So now I don't really know what they are. Like this is these are two teams right now where this one's tough for me because I have no idea what either of them are. I mean, I know what the Broncos are. They're a bad football team. I think that they're going to go through a full rebuild, which is interesting that Sean Payton decided to go there and not stick it out one more year and maybe wait to see if that Dallas job was going to open up, you know, or maybe the Charger job would open up and you get yeah. to go work with Justin Herbert because yeah, man, I just don't think Russ is like you said, he's not Russ from five years ago. It's not all on him, but that team has no chemistry. And I think, like, some of that is on him, though. Like, the Mr. Unlimited stuff. Like, last year, you know, even Hackett had to sit down with him and be like, hey, you got to calm down with this nonsense, man. Like, guys are tired of you in the locker room. And, like, Jerry Judy's clearly not a very good teammate or it's just a really bad situation. But nobody wants to be there. Say what you want about the Packers. They're a young team. We don't know how good they are. At least they have some chemistry. At least yeah. these guys seem to like each other. So this yep. is what I'm saying, man. Like, this is a game where the defense has to get right. You can't be missing tackles. And, you know, you should be able to hold your own against the run here. 
and against the tight ends here because you know this isn't this isn't Detroit's offense. They did just get Javante back, the running back, Javante Williams. He is pretty solid. He came back last week and looked pretty good, but they don't know how to use him. So, yeah, I mean, this should be your get-right game for the defense. Telling you, Jaleel McLaughlin, he's going to be the starting running back by the end of the year. You watch. Uh, the Broncos' defense against the pass. That's from Eli Berkovitz on Twitter. 31st in yards. 32nd in touchdowns allowed. And 32nd in completion percentage. Again, we go back to this offense and the get right week for this Packers offense. If this offense struggles this week and can score this week, then we have big problems for two reasons. The first reason we have big problems is this is the worst defense in football against the pass and you can't move the football. That's the first issue. The second issue is going to be what the hell were you doing, Matt LaFleur, for the last week and a half, two weeks, if you can't move the football against Denver? This is coming. You're not on a short week where you can come up with the excuse of, oh, we're beat up, we're hurt, blah, blah. No, you're coming up a bye week and an embarrassing loss to the Raiders on top of that. If this offense doesn't come out and show you something against Denver, I will be genuinely shocked and I give them every out for being young and all that stuff, but they need to show that they can move the ball this week have to show the ball that they can move the ball. This should be like the bears game, move the ball damn near at will. Yeah. Yeah. This should be, I, I mean, I completely agree. Like this is a bad football team. So offensively and defensively, you should be able to clean some stuff up and look much better. You know, Jordan love should be able to pick apart this team, but we got to wait no, and no. see. Let's talk about Jordan. Love. So they have this uh, total EPA. Okay. So total expected points added. All right. Minimum of 176 plays. At the beginning of the year, the stat was Jordan Love was like number one or something after the first two games or top three after three weeks, whatever. He was up there. Well, then after his last two games, Jordan Love fell. Now Jordan Love is actually in the negative, barely. Like negative, what would that be? Five maybe, I guess. He's the first one in the negative yeah. going into this week's games. The first one in the positive, barely, is Geno Smith. Uh, the top of the list goes like this. Josh Allen, Brock Purdy, Tua, Mahomes, Goff, Herbert, Hertz, Stafford, Stroud, Mayfield, Wilson, Jackson, Cousins, Prescott, Garoppolo, Geno Smith, and then uh, is Jordan Love. And then the second half of that list is in, again, descending order. The worst one is Zach Wilson. Um, but it's uh, Jordan Love negative, then Derek Carr. This was before last night's fiasco. Uh, Sam Howell, Deshaun Watson, Minshew, he was horrible last week, Fields, Lawrence, Tannehill, Josh Dobbs of the Cardinals, Desmond Ritter, Joe Burrow, still way down on the bottom, Kenny Pickett, Mac Jones, Bryce Young, Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson. So love, for the most part, in the middle of the pack as of right now through five weeks after being one of the best in the NFL after the first three weeks, Ryan. I'm not sure how much you read into EPA one way or the other. Yeah, a lot. I use it a lot. Uh, I use a lot of these stats a lot. So that's why um, Jordan Love hasn't been very good the last couple of weeks. I'm not trying to get the Jordan awful. Love bookmark haters uh, back on my tail here. So no. I'm just kind of quiet about it. I just doesn't look very good right now, but he's, uh, and I'm not going to say like he's young anymore. I'm not going to give him that excuse anymore because well, now, his receivers are young. His tight ends are young. That is fact. Regardless. That's on the general manager that drafted him. He should have right, a conversation with the general manager about that yep. then because they had Devontae Adams and, they had a bunch of weapons that they uh, didn't want anymore. So that's on them, man. I mean, like uh, you hear Aaron Rodgers talk about that, how they like treat some of their star players. I mean, you know, throughout the years. But so if you want to go young, 
like you got to trust these guys. And they spent so much time during the off season together. They were taking boat rides and everybody taught, told me that the chemistry was going to be there because of that. You know, Rogers, mm -hmm. Rogers, he didn't, he didn't run on the beach with his teammates. That's why there's no chemistry. I don't know. And there was it last year for Rogers and fair. Yeah, but the final eight weeks of the season, once Christian Watson was finally healthy, I thought there was a lot of chemistry. Watson had like double digit touchdowns. Yeah. So Romeo Dobbs. Unbelievable. Romeo Dobbs, the first eight weeks of the season, there was plenty of chemistry. He just kept dropping balls and running the wrong route. Rogers like isn't going to put up with that stuff. No, no quarterback should, to be honest, including Jordan Love. So yeah, I'm a little down on Jordan. This is a big week, like I said, for him to earn my trust back because the I first think it's the next weeks, two weeks. I think these next good. two games, they should win. They should win these next two. They should win this game, and they should beat the Vikings. Both these games are winnable going forward, especially without the Vikings having Justin Jefferson. These are both games the Packers should win. I agree, and and that's what I'm saying. Like, um, the, the Lions game, I gave them a pass on because I thought the play calls were really, really bad. And, and you know, um, I think the Lions defense is really, really good. Aiden Hutchinson, Hutchinson killed him. You know what I mean? And, like, Jordan yeah. Love was under pressure a lot in that game. And uh, But, like, against the Raiders, and I get, like, Max Crosby, they didn't have an answer for him. Nope. And, uh, you know, so it's hard to be tough on the kid because he was running for his life a lot. But also, like, some of those throws, if you go back and you watch, man, those turnover-worthy throws were from a clean pocket, and that's what I don't want to see. I don't Crosby. care if Jordan Love throws picks. I really don't. You know, take some chances, throw the ball across the middle. Aaron Rodgers never did that. I I just don't want to see him, like, throw the ball off his back foot or into double coverage or those just sure. like, whoa, what are you even looking at? Like he did against the Raiders. You know yep. what I mean? So that's why I'm saying, like, he's still a work in progress. This is a big week. I'm going to be a little freaked out, though, if he doesn't look better against this Denver Agreed. defense that let the Dolphins hit yep. 70. And I know that the Patriots – or Patriots, sorry. I know the Chiefs only scored 14 on primetime, but that's a different situation. All right, let's talk about the picks of the week. For our guy, Ryan Horvath, college and pro picks. Uh, and again, don't forget, Curtin Long, download on your Odyssey app. Maybe download your favorite podcast at. Always stream this live on the Odyssey Sports YouTube channel uh, as well. Uh, usually at noon Central Time, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, Bucky Boyd uh, messages on YouTube. Musgrave, a rival game absolutely this week. Uh, Bucky, I am with you. I think he's going to have that big game too. All right, so you want to start with college or pro picks, Ryan? Uh, let's go with uh, pro picks, actually, because I want to take an Aaron Jones anytime touchdown. I'm also going to take the over on receptions. Not posted yet, but I do think Aaron Jones is going to have to be more involved in the offense here, right? Obviously. Actually, let we me see hope. if I can get that. Okay, so his receiving yards in this game, 20 and a half. I'll go over 20 and a half receiving yards on Aaron Jones. Uh, Luke Musgrave, I'll go over. I'll take you and uh, Bucky Boyd's recommendation on this one. Give me over 33 and a half receiving yards, minus 120. And I'll also go with the, uh, yeah, the anytime touchdowns not up yet for Aaron Jones. All right, so um, other than that, let's see what I like this week in the NFL. NFL has been a little tricky lately. Let's go with uh, my favorite, a couple I like, all right. Take the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, minus two and a half at home against the Dolphins. Dolphins are great offensively. Um, they could run. They could throw the ball deep. They could hit the explosive plays, obviously, with Tyreek and with Jalen Waddle. Tua looks like an MVP candidate right now. Philadelphia is coming off their first loss of the season. I just I worry a little bit about Miami's defense in this one, especially their run defense. I think that Philadelphia is going to be able to run the ball for like five, six yards per carry, eat some clock, and then they'll hit you with the explosive plays. Jalen's going to have a bounce back game. He threw. Or they turned the ball over four times. You know, a couple of those picks, though, were a little bit fluky. Had his arm hit on one of them. Um, one of them was, like, hot potatoed around. 
So I will go back to the Eagles this week at home, minus two and a half. I also bet the Chargers plus five and a half uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. Herbert is, I believe, like 24, 24 and one against the spread against all other teams in the National Football League. But he's covered the number in all but one game against the Chiefs and Mahomes. Uh They always play these games tough. It always comes down to a field goal. They beat them outright a couple times. I like uh, the Chargers at least to keep it close, plus five and a half. My favorite pick in the NFL is actually the Ravens, minus three. Detroit's a little bit beat up right now, um, and Baltimore's finally healthy. Like, last week was the first week all season that Lamar had all five starting offensive linemen, and I like what the offense is when they don't drop the football. It's just, you know, when Lamar does run the ball, it's into a bunch of light boxes. Right. Um, and the defense has been playing pretty good. So it, this is one of those games where you fade the Lions and Jared Goff. It's a road game. Right. Um, he's going to be under pressure. Jared Goff's not the same quarterback when he's under pressure. And we're going to have a bunch of wind. Uh, this game, about 20 minutes from my house in Maryland. And I think we're going to have like 25 to 30 mile per hour winds. They're still saying. I think it's come down a little bit, but Jared Goff, windy game. And is Detroit going to be able to run the ball if they don't have a healthy Gibbs? It looks like he's going to play in this game, but David Montgomery's out. So uh, good luck running against that Ravens front. College. I like the under in Ohio State and Penn State, two top five defenses right there. And Drew Aller, this is going to be his first real road start, and he's only thrown seven passes this season, over 15 yards. And I love Penn State's running backs. Like I said before the season, I like them just as much as Michigan's running backs, Nicholas Singleton and Katron Allen. But the offensive line's not playing really good right now, so neither of them is even averaging five yards per carry. They can't get the run game going. And Ohio State's defense has actually been pretty good, so I like the under in the game. It's scary, but I'm going to take USC uh, minus seven. They look like crap last week against Notre Dame. Now they go back home. And I love Utah when they're at home in Utah, toughest place to play in the country, at least in the Pac-12, I'll say. But that's not the same Utah team. Like, they don't have Cam Rising. Looks like he's just going to medical redshirt for next year when they go to the Big 12. They don't have their best receiver in Keithy still. Looks like he's going to do the same thing. And uh, USC... Man, Lincoln Riley kind of called the team out and Caleb Williams. He's got three picks or threw three picks, I should say, last week against Notre Dame. That's as many as he threw last season. He has 13 turnover-worthy plays, but all those have been under pressure. I think they might be able to protect in this game against that Utah front a little bit better than they did against Notre Dame. And like I said, Utah, I love them at home, but look at the road games. Uh, they got almost got beat by Baylor. Uh, they got blasted earlier on the road by uh, Oregon State. That was just a couple weeks ago. So give me, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, that one. Give me um, USC minus seven. I was making sure that number's still there. It is. And then last one really quick. Uh, give me Wake Forest money line against Pitt. Pitt's terrible. I, I want to see it's, it's minus one and a half right now. I just like the money line minus 120. Pitt's so bad that they took their starting quarterback, uh, Phil Jerkovic, and they moved him to tight end. And uh, Wake Forest has lost three straight games. Perfect by low opportunity. I like this spot. They so. moved him to tight end? Yeah. He's that bad. So it's not been is a great Narduzzi year. Is he still there coaching Pittsburgh? Is he, he still there? Yes, he, he is. I'm not a big oh. Narduzzi guy either. So oh uh, Wake Forest, I like the first half under as well in Ohio State and Penn State. I like Penn State to cover, though, plus four and a half. I like USC. I'll just give you all of them. I like Central Florida <laughs> plus 19 and a half. I like Arkansas minus six and a half. I'm taking the I'm taking Minnesota plus four against Iowa. Minnesota hasn't beat Iowa in like 30 years. PJ Flex never beat Iowa. He has to do it this year. Their back quarterback is 23 for 70 passing the ball. And they still beat the Badgers. Oh, you know what else I'm gonna do? 
I'm going to bet the Badgers minus two and a half against Illinois. That number has went from four down to two and a half. Everybody's going to fade the Badgers. This might be the best thing for them. I hate to say it. Tanner Mordecai getting hurt might be the best thing for him because how many times do we see that offense averaging five, six yards per carry, and then they drop Mordecai back and he throws a terrible pass and he gets picked off. He has not lived up to the hype. Nope. And if you go back, I liked him at SMU, but when he stepped up in class and played defenses with a pulse, he wasn't very good. So I'm on to the next one, man. And this team, man, have they let me down. I don't think I'm getting to the eight wins. I think they can. I mean, the only game they have left that they won't be favored in is Ohio State. They'll be favored in every other game on their schedule other than Ohio State. So they have every opportunity to get to eight wins. But now again, yeah, now you got a guy in Braden Locke that definitely knows the offense because he pretty much played in it at Mississippi State. He didn't start necessarily. He had one snap at Mississippi State or something, whatever it was. Um, and I was at that Iowa Badger game this last weekend. Uh, when he came in, I was done with Mordecai. I was like, that is fine with me. Let's just see what Locke has. Uh, so now the question is, how long do they give him? Because Miles Burkett, uh, who played it here at Franklin uh, locally, you know, he's there. He's got, he had some snaps last year uh, and he's behind Locke. So if Locke struggles for a couple of weeks, will they put uh, Burkett in and see what happens for the future of this team? It's also good because Mordecai was gone after this year, regardless, he graduates fifth year senior, right? So he's done. So now you get to step up here to get, if Locke is going to be your guy, you got to half a season to let him kind of get his growing pains and going into next year, you're not starting over at quarterback because that's what was going to happen. Mordecai was going to play all year. Then Locke was going to come in and have to learn on the job all next year. Now he's going to have a half a season. He'll be seasoned and going into next season, there's not going to be the nerves, the, the, the scaredness, whatever else. He's going to see yeah. all kinds of different defenses between now and then. It's going to set them up well for 2024. Like the Packers are set up well for 2024 with all the experience of receivers and love is getting this year. Same type of thing. Ryan Horvath, thank you so much. Uh, anything fun and exciting this weekend, buddy? You already know what it is. We're going to sit on the couch and we're going to watch football all weekend long, starting tonight with the Joliet Catholic Academy Hillman. No, I'm kidding. I got to work tonight. But uh, really quick, got to give my Packers prediction. Packers, 31. I would love that. Broncos, 17. I don't care how many they score. I, I, if the Packers get over 30, I will be ecstatic. Even if they lose the damn game. I'll be happy if the Packers. Oh the Packers no, no, you the don't. Packers offense gets over thirty. I don't care what they give up. I don't because for me, it's about getting love in this offense, some confidence again. So they lose to the Broncos. I might be sending Holden again. But that's defense. Kidding. I don't. I'm if they score thirty and lose, this is not going to be on Jordan Love in the offense. It's going to be on Joe Barry in the defense, and that's uh, that. I'm fine with. He is Ryan Horvat. Follow on Twitter at Ryan Horvat. Follow me at Sparky Radio. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the weekend. Tell your friends, your family members. Download Curtin Long on your Odyssey app, or if you download your favorite podcast. At also on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. We stream it at noon, usually Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, noon central. Uploaded to the uh, apps uh, by 5 p.m. Central Time, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Have a good one. Toodles.